So did you have any mm. input when you were naming your children? A uh, top rejected name that I wanted for my son was Apollo. <laughs> yes. Was that based like, on like Apollo Creed? A little Apollo Creed, space, a little Apollo Anton stuff. Ono. Remember the short uh-huh. track speed skater who was awesome And some space stuff in and there. And some little bit of space action in there. <laughs> I, I thought he could have carried it. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. On this Thursday morning, measles is back. And actually, it's kind of never really gone. This will never go away. There will always be this ebb and flow of measles cases, and sometimes higher and sometimes lower, but it is always out there, and it will always forever be out there. Dr. Tim Richer, pediatrician that. I take my kids to E, fellow Tosa East grad, oh, okay. so those are his credits. A friend of the program joined us live on Wisconsin's Morning News Wednesday talking about this measles outbreak that now is in more than a dozen U.S. states. Biggest concentration seems to be tied to this elementary school in Florida, Fort Lauderdale area. They're focused on that. But in 2024 already, there have been cases reported as close as Minnesota and Michigan to us. CDC declared measles, quote, eliminated in the U.S. back in 2000. So how can we keep seeing it? Well, there's always pockets of people who choose, you know, not to vaccinate. That's the biggest reason. Um, international travel is another one. Milwaukee last reported a case of measles just last fall. So it's around from time to time. But the good news is if you are vaccinated, the doc says, okay, then you're in a good place. You should be able to avoid it. Yeah, level of worry for right. most of us. Measles is part of the MMR vaccine, which is measles, mumps, rubella, the CDC recommends that kids get that in two doses, and the first comes between the age of 12 to 15 months. So if you regularly go to your pediatrician and you subscribe to all the vaccines and things like that, your kids likely have been vaccinated against this. So if, if you know that's the case... You know, if your kids are vaccinated and you're in a community that, that generally values that, um, both you know academically and socially, I would say you have very little to worry about. Yeah, Dr. Tim Richard, Tosa Pediatrics, still still a bit concerning for families with infants. I remember one of these popped up when our when our twins were newborns. E. Again, if you're not if you're waiting until 12 months out to get right. even that first dose, you have infants who may be susceptible if mm-hmm. there is an outbreak mm-hmm. in your area. So concerning, yes, but overall, not something with this latest outbreak that most families uh, need to be worry about. Our full interview with Doc Richer is up on our podcast page. Just text Vince to 855-616-1620, and I'll have producer Greg Hill send you the link. 613 Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Talk about hitting on all cylinders. Marquette does it again. Barrel roll. Yeah, another blowout win for the Golden Eagles, beating up on Providence 91-69. At one point, the score was 25-4. to <laughs> So if you got to the game late, <laughs> yeah. The story to watch, though, this morning is star point guard Tyler Kolick, who suffered an oblique injury. He hurt himself on a pass where he kind of contorted his body. Um, and, and so some type of abdominal injury. Eesh. Don't like hearing that. That's the head coach there, Shaka Smart on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee after the game. Kolick uh, tried to give it a go. But subbed out yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, checked out, checked back in, yeah. checked back out. Not good. Just wasn't feeling right, so I'll have to wait and see there. He also got dinged up in the first half, suffered a cut near his eye. So just kind of binged up yesterday. But they win big, man. Now's the time when you want to be winning like the Marquette Golden Eagles are winning. UWM survives a late push from IUPUI. Panthers win 75-70. Bucks are on the road tonight, winners of three straight. Since the All-Star break, we got the Hornets again. 5.30 broadcast time, 6 o'clock tip. That's in Charlotte tonight. And the Brewers this afternoon have the Rangers in spring training baseball. 
maybe you were excited about it, maybe you weren't, but the crew faced, yes, their former manager for the first time bum, Wednesday bum, afternoon. Bum. Craig Council there didn't end well for the crew. Cubs win 6-1. to one. Manager Pat Murphy on the reunion with Council. Right now we're getting guys ready to play 162 game season. That's it. And the fact that Council's coming over, it fills me up inside. It's great, you know, it's great joy. But for a minute... You know what I mean? I, I, I've got a job. To do. And then that'll, that'll be the end of that. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like he's already tired of this storyline. Right? Well, hope you like it. What yeah. is it? Memorial Day when we mm-hmm. face them for real in yep. games that actually count. You'll have to talk about it then, too. Coming up early in the spring. 617 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So get out your seat and jump around. Greg Pancake Hill produces the program. He asked if we got it. You get it? <laughs> Happy February 29th. Once every four years, special and rare day on the calendar. Doesn't happen very often, but it is critical we get it right. So here's Debbie Lazica to explain more about this February 29th. Let's play a guessing game. What happens every four years? Good guess, but no. Here's another clue. What happens every four years and a certain percentage of the population is extra excited about... Oh, another good guess. Here's your last clue. It has to do with time. Give up? It's leap year. And by the way, that percentage of excited people are folks born on February 29th. We'll get to them in a second. But first, why do we have leap year? Director of the UWM Manfred Olson Planetarium, Dr. Gene Creighton, filled me in on the nuts and bolts. The reason for this is that the Earth takes 365 and a quarter days to go around the sun. And we don't deal with quarter of days, so we say let it be 365. Rounding it off for simplicity. But if you don't make a correction for that quarter of a day, inevitably you're going to be out of sync. You're going to say, oh, this is the beginning of the year, but it's mid-July. So... The way that most modern people do this is that every fourth year, we add an extra day. And globally, it's been agreed upon that we add it to the shortest month of the year, February, because having 32 days in January is just plain cruel and unusual. This isn't just a let's follow tradition and let's just add a day every four years. It has consequences in our daily life that we just take for granted. We just assume that the time is going to be true everywhere. But if we don't all agree that we're going to add that moment now, then it doesn't work. Yeah, you know that phone in your pocket? Yeah, it needs everything to time out as well. So it turns out that if you don't take it into account, then our satellites wouldn't work properly. So what about the lucky percentage of the population that is born on the elusive February 29th? Well, I decided to talk to my friend, actor, playwright, and musician Bob McKay to get his take on turning 14. Sort of. Well, technically. It's funny, I often get the question, wow, you're a leap year person, so what do you do? How does that work? What day do you officially celebrate your birthday? Really, whatever day is most convenient on any given year. And then uh, every fourth year when a real birthday happens, I just might go extra big with the celebration. And there's always this option. On a year when there's no birthday, you're going to invite a bunch of people over, right? And then we pass out party favor and hats and snacks and stuff, and we 
we'd wait, but we treat it like New Year's Eve. We'd wait till that split second at midnight where my birthday is supposed to happen. And then everyone would point at me, laugh, and go home. Well, all kidding aside, the exact date might make a difference to some. According to Thomson Reuters legal directory, some states have determined that either February 28th or March 1st as being the legal date that a person turns, for example, 18 or 21. Incidentally, in Wisconsin, it's March 1st. So to recap, without leap years, our seasons would be all out of whack with the calendar, and satellites and astronomical observations may be all messed up. But if it's your birthday, the best thing about it is what a great conversation starter and a great icebreaker. If people don't already know this about me, it's a great little thing to just throw out there. uh, And right away, people cock their heads and go, oh, tell me more. How does that work? Happy birthday, Leaplings. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. (laughs) Leaplings. I think we're on That'd be perfect for me. Yeah, that anyway. would be perfect for you. Are absolutely right. We yep. see conversation that has occurred through the week here. Wait, once every four years, you only have to worry about it. How did did you get? How did February end up being only twenty eight days, but for the leap year? I think it started out with um, <clears throat> the. I think the way that they originally had the lunar calendar yeah, okay. set up. So I don't know. Isn't it amazing? Like at one point, someone had to figure that out. Julius Caesar is originally in forty six BCE who actually configured it out. The Romans figured it out. And then later on, Pope Gregory made some more adjustments and fixing it because it wasn't exactly a quarter of a day, but yeah. So, well, but then you had to get everybody on board. Eric was making the, the point. Like, yeah, can you imagine that nowadays? <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, planet. Yeah, yeah. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do now. Now, you could argue that that's not how it went. One large entity decided, and then, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, Rome pretty much ran the world for a while, anyways. So. <laughs> right. That's true. And here's what that we've decided yes. here. Here's in what Rome. you're going to do. I guess it's all working. And an out. answer to when was the last time you thought of the Roman Empire? Today. <laughs> there you go. Wait. Put a damper on Marquette's boat race overnight is a star to uh, an injury to a star player. We're going to update that situation coming up at 645. Spring break is nearly upon us. That means lots of people head on down to Fort Lauderdale or Miami Beach and have a little fun. Sometimes they're in high school, sometimes they're in college. Well, there are new rules set for some Florida cities after some violence ruined it last year. Last spring break, Miami Beach saw two deadly shootings and some 600 arrests. The city's holiday slogan was, come on vacation, don't leave on probation. This year, a new warning to visitors. We're breaking up with spring break. In addition to more police patrols this year, the city plans a midnight curfew, increased DUI checkpoints, $100 parking garage rates for visitors, Beach access will close at 6 p.m. and sidewalk cafes on Ocean Drive will shut down on the weekend. Well, all of that sucks for somebody. <laughs> so it got so bad that's uh, ABC's uh, Andrea Fujii there. So here's the other thing: age restrictions for the bars. You have and to not be 21. You have to be 23 if you live out of state. Because a lot of college students are 21, and then you just can't get into bars when you're of age to drink. Yeah, so there's some people that aren't really happy about that, but those who live in the area say, great. It's good for us and good for the kids. Well, yeah, yeah. Man, I guess. It's good for the kids. <laughs> but boy, that, I mean, you're obviously I can understand why they're doing that, but holy cow, you're cutting into the market there quite a bit if you're not going to allow someone who's coming down senior year or spring break or whatever to be able to get into some of the taverns. And you'd start to worry about the business impact, but for the fact that these businesses are fine. 
Like, you're right. They don't need the trouble that, you're right. that is coming with the influx of people. That's not the clientele. But Most of them are interested. Did you in, see right? the, like, the, I wouldn't want to go down there. I mean, right. And I wouldn't want to go down anyway. <laughs> but uh, let's see. What was it? More police patrols. Okay. Midnight curfew. Increased DUI checkpoints. $100 parking garage rates. And no access to the beach after 6 p.m. Right. All right. Then, right. Then what are we What doing? are we supposed to do? Well, in the hotels, what a nightmare. Because what are they going to do? They're going to go back to the hotel. Yeah, and, and drink in there. Party and, in their rooms. Oh, yeah. 6.38 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time to celebrate an everyday hero. Everyday hero is sponsored by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care, Azura Memory Care. So this is when we celebrate the average John or Jane Doe who had no idea when they got up that morning they would be saving a life. So today, Vince, we head to England, the Midlands, to be exact, where a local bin man, Steve Whitehouse, a bin a, man. What's a bin man? Bin man's a garbage man. They oh, empty the right. bins there in England. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you. Right. A rubbish collector then. <laughs> yes. So Whitehouse was on his route when he spotted a large fire coming from a two-story apartment complex. He looked over there. It looked like they, they described it as like a blowtorch. It looked like fire just shooting Yeesh. out of the window of one of these apartments. White House immediately springs into action. He could tell the fire was coming from a specific apartment, leaps over a fence, climbs up a trellis wall to the balcony to reach a woman up there who was screaming. This woman's going nuts because they couldn't get out. The fire was blocking their exit, so they're stuck in this apartment. So he climbs up this trellis, gets to the balcony. The flames are intensifying. This couple was trapped. She helps the, the lady out, then helps uh, her partner out. Then they get the dog out of there before things really get out of hand in this apartment. BBC says that uh, he was able to get everyone out of there. Fire crews tell the BBC that the outcome would have been very different had it not been for White House's incredible bravery. In fact, by the time they got there, everyone was out and taken care of before they were even there to get the uh, the fire out, which is pretty remarkable. So here's my favorite part of the story. You know where I'm going with this one. So afterward, what did he do? Well, he enjoyed a cup of tea at Greg's. Oh, a cup of tea then. Yeah, it was a coffee shop nearby. Went to right. Greg's and then continued on his route. <laughs> bin man's got to do bin man's work. You don't have a sound bite? No. I no, I, I kept waiting for it. <laughs> right, well, I'll come on upon it and I'll well, see the flames. So here's a little inside in, yeah. insider baseball stuff. When I saw the quote that said, so I went to Greg's for a cup of tea. Well, to Greg's for a cup of tea then. I was looking and looking and looking for it because I knew you'd appreciate that he just randomly threw out this business. I went to Greg's for right. <laughs> a cup of tea. <laughs> Couldn't uh, find it. Was just doing what anyone else would have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a hero. Just wanted to get my tea. Thank you, Steve Whitehouse, for being that everyday hero. Everyday Hero is sponsored by Azura Memory Care, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Holy cow, if there's a time when you want to be playing your best basketball, peaking. It's when you're getting into March. Holy cow, Marquette Golden Eagles just blow up Providence. 91-69 was the final. This game was over before it even began. 25-4 to was the score at one point. So if you were late getting in, yeesh. Yeah, the guy's defensive energy early was, was terrific. And, you know, I think 
putting a, a premium on making the other team miss, um, it, it sounds simple, but <laughs> Uh, it really, really allows you to start the game well. Head coach Jaka Smart on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee after the game. The concern yes, right now, here's yeah, here is the issue. Tyler Kolick had to leave the game with an abominable ob- uh, ob- oblique injury. Oblique is yes, what you're we'll looking for. Oblique injury. I can't find it for you. I can just tell you what it yeah. is. So he, they say he stretched differently. He twisted his body going for a pass or whatnot. He checked himself out, tried to check back in. Gave it a go, did not work, and then he was out again. So hopefully that's not too bad. Rough game for Cole. Like he got dinged up in the first half too. Took a cut. He had to the like eye. a band aid on his yeah. one of those butterfly strips on his eye. But uh, we'll see. We'll find out more information hopefully today on Tyler Cole. What do you do with it? Like if he's if he's legit, like kind of struggling through something, sit him. Coast on into the tournament. Times now, right? right? Yeah. Yep. The time is now to sit. You're right. Other college basketball news. The Panthers beat IUPUI 75-70. to Brewers and Rangers in spring training baseball today. Rangers, uh, as I said, this afternoon lost to Craig Council and the Cubs. Wednesday did the crew. A lot of young prospects make it a bid to be part of this team. WTMJ's Dom Catronio, host of Brewers Extra Innings. He reports from Arizona. prospect Tyler Black has already played in a handful of Cactus League games on both sides of the diamond. Mostly a third baseman in the minor leagues, he's also played a few games at first. Honestly, just the big thing for me is staying ready wherever they put me. Um, Obviously, I feel most comfortable at third. Played, I think, 100 games or so last year out there. So first, just kind of gaining experience still. I'm starting to feel really good over there. Black spent the majority of the 2023 season shining in Biloxi, the AA Southern League, where a teammate of his kind of stole the headlines, Jackson Churio. But Tyler is happy to finally be on the field again. I think the big thing was staying healthy. Just kind of banged up in 2022, uh, missed a lot of time. So staying healthy, with that comes experience, seeing pitches. So With an on-base percentage over 400 and 55 stolen bases on the year, he brings a variety of tools to his audition to the Brewers infield in 2024. He's really focused, and he's um, he's done the job at every level. He's he's proven that he's he's ready. I'm anxious to see more of him. Reporting from Phoenix, Dominic Catronio, WTMJ. And the Bucks are on the road tonight. Winners of three straight since the All Star break. We got the Hornets again. It's 5:30 broadcast time, six o'clock tip in Charlotte, right here on WTMJ. At 6.53 on Wisconsin's Morning News, our friend and teammate from across the hall, ESPN Milwaukee's Jen Lada in the house this morning. Good morning, guys. So social media is like, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Like, uh, for the most part, I use it for information. Uh, Try not to get into too many uh, Twitter brawls with people because it's a waste of time and energy. But I saw this the other day on Instagram, guys, and it gave me the hardest laugh I have had in a long time. Greg, go ahead and cue it. Maybe names that we think would be cute if they didn't have any meaning behind them. First... Asthma. 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 Blinker. 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 Rosacea. 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 What's so good? This one is one of my favorites. Calorie. Calorie. 100%. Do you hear it? Calorie. My name's Raby. Raby.
So these are two women who own a children's clothing store and they were thinking about names that if they didn't have another meaning, yeah. right, would just be pretty. They kind of roll off the tongue, right? So I came up with a few as well, guys. So you have to tell me what you That's think. That's a good list. Okay. I like felony. Right? Right there I, again, Melanie is a name. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. felony weren't, you know, a crime, <laughs> felony, I think, would go far. If you far. said it with an accent, even better. Felony. Yeah. Fel- nice. You get your butt in here, felony. Um, how about how about tapestry? Ooh, if tapestry ooh. didn't, you know, mean cloth and and all of that type of stuff, tapestry would That's be a good nice. name. What about therapy? Hmm. Therapy. Therapy. I like that. Come on, time for dinner. Therapy. Um, I also have on here margarine. Oh. <laughs> margarine would be a good name for a baby sure. if it didn't mean processed butter. Right, and you can shorten it. You know, a nickname for margarine. You can even call. I didn't it hear butter. a lot of dude names in there. You got any boy names? I don't. Well, I mean, I guess it depends. Um, I have heroin on the list. <laughs> That's <a> boy name. <laughs> but I mean, if if heroin right. weren't a drug. If it were just like the female version of hero, right, sure. heroin oh, would be heroin. a nice name for a young lady. And then I wrote down areola. <laughs> <laughs> if nice areola name. weren't the atomically correct name for a part of the woman's body, it would be a beautiful name yeah, for right. a little girl. Why are you blushing over there? <laughs> I'm you know, not I'll... sure how much I want to follow up on that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how about so, if you're going to go short, like, you know, like a Don or something, like, what about balm? Balm. No, that balm. <laughs> doesn't work. I think it needs to be pretty. I think it needs to like have a you know the A at the end or the Y at the end things because that's how you know a lot of these girls name. My yeah, girls sure. are Layla and Kira. We thought about Stella. You know, okay. like so anything in that space that again, if it didn't have another meaning, these would be beautiful names for little girls. What did Costanza want to name a kid? Soda. Seven. <laughs> and seven. Seven. Right. Isn't that one. That's a good one too. Right. Seven. I think there is a seven walking around somewhere. Has to be. So did you have any mm. input when you were naming your children? A uh, top rejected name that I wanted for my son was Apollo. <laughs> yes. Was that based like, on like Apollo Creed? A little Apollo Creed, space, a little Apollo Anton Ono. Remember the short uh-huh. track speed skater who was awesome And some space stuff in and there. And just a little bit of space action in there. <laughs> I, I thought he could have carried it. I pushed, sure. I pushed for Archimedes for a middle name. No, I, I couldn't get it. Come Could on. not get Archimedes. Archimedes That's is the worse owl than Apollo <laughs> from Sword in the Stone, isn't it? Wasn't that the name of the owl from Sword in yes. the Stone? Why not? Yeah, I suppose that's not horrible. Um, my son's middle name is Sebastian. And okay. most Sebi? people think that that is from the crab from Little Mermaid. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was actually from Cruel Intentions. Y'all remember that movie? Wow, really? <laughs> the, the but you told him it was the crab? Hey, no. Ryan Felipe. <laughs> very yeah. attractive back in the day, right? That movie was very sexy. Anyway, I thought you guys would get a laugh out of some of those names. That if they be. didn't have other meanings, this is my daughter, Feta. <laughs> 6.57 on Wisconsin's Morning News, the business headlines next with the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. Feta. I'd be naming my kid that right now. If it weren't a cheese, you know, feta. Know. Ooh, 